Now for our young people to be dismissed to head out to their class time. All right. If you have your Bibles or electronic device with your Bible on it, let's hold it up. I'm a child of God. Have in my hand powerful Word of God. Can change lives, heal broken hearts, save man's soul. Here's our prayer, Lord Jesus, today. Speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, man, you're a difference maker. I cannot, uh, I cannot think, think enough. She didn't say it. Okay. Well, we'll just pray for her that she'll be enlightened. And yeah, is that what you, I think that's what you paid me to tell you? Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Lay hands on her. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> There'll be some hands laid on. I, I can see that. And it won't be us on her, okay? <laughs> Nevertheless, let's get back to. I want to thank you, uh, Aaron Hearn for uh, first of all the idea, and then the uh, tremendous planning and coordination of our car show, our first, really our first community outreach event. Uh, amen, amen. Well, that's that's not true. I need to say it's our second one because our first one was to our first responders, it's Sam and. TT did, and they did an excellent job as well. But um, this uh, this one went off very well. Uh, thank all of you that volunteered. Uh, I've, Tyler was up here quite a bit, and uh, I told him, I said, "Man, you got to quit hanging around that Hearn kid. He'll he'll work you to death." So, uh, the, but flower beds have been updated, and if you haven't seen them, drive around, and uh, we've got the same stone that we've got on these to go around the marquee sign because the bricks breaking down and cracking off and falling away so uh, we're just trying to update and and uh, uh, beautify our, our church uh, that the community will see that something's happening here because uh, if you drive by and nothing happens they see that too Sam There you go. There you go. So it was awesome. It was awesome. My only concern is that how did Rob Barnes win? I, I don't don't get that. He's the youth pastor at Free Will Baptist Church. And on his and on his face on his Facebook post, he didn't give us credit at all. He said, Oh, I won at a local car show. Oh, he's gonna hear from me. I'm telling you. There'll be a retraction. Or we're taking the trophy back. So. Oh, uh, Terry brought his uh, Mustang down. How awesome. I meant to stop by and tell him, and he must have read the sign or heard about it. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, she graduated with Corey. Yep, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's neat. Yeah, he's restored a 66 Mustang. Jet black. Very nice. Very nice. All right. But thank all of you. 
for your work and uh, Gary especially he was the opener and closer and early and late and uh, he put up some trim work for us to show some finish around and just just very grateful for all, everyone that, that helped uh, yesterday to make that a possibility. We're in our study on the difference maker. Uh, today we're going to talk about my generosity can make a difference um, and, and it's a really uh, powerful lesson series. I hope that you're tuning in to the, each week and that you're uh, going to put into practice these things in your life because otherwise it doesn't make a difference, right? So, generosity. Uh, you're either in a church where the preacher talks a lot about giving or you're in a church that he doesn't talk as much about giving and uh, I'm going to change that. Uh, I've always said that you give me a church full of Baptist people and we'll have givers. So I asked a Baptist one time, I said, why did you learn to give in your life so much? And they said, well, the preacher always talks about it. I thought, hmm, okay. Well, I guess I'll start talking about it. And uh, maybe not as much as they do, but uh, we need to be givers in life. And we do, we do teach the giving in time, talent, and treasure. Because oftentimes the treasure side of our life, for whatever reason, there's not anything there to work with. Or it's so tied up in debt that we, we almost can't give, you see. But there's the misnomer, and there's the thing that Satan wants you to believe, is that I can't give anything. Well, yes, you can. You can. You could even give monetarily. It may be a small amount, but you can do it. And that's the step I want you to try to take, is to begin that first step of giving something. Now, akin to that is your time and your talents. And we've seen that on display. Oh, my goodness. Um, flowers and flower beds and uh, paint and stain. And there's just all kinds of things that are going to be happening. You'll walk in here one Sunday, and the whole front of this church is going to be different. Um, don't panic. It's going to be great. If you don't like it, that's okay. Give us a month or two. We'll change it. <laughs> but um, anyway, I'm just so grateful that people are seeing and feeling an opportunity to, to give outside themselves and then restoring that here at the church and giving that way. But I want to I want to ask you a couple of things and I want you to a couple of questions. And the first question is, if I offered you one penny or one million dollars, which would you choose? A penny or a million dollars? Go ahead and say it out loud. Million dollars. Well, you'd be silly if you didn't take the million dollars right now. All right? I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. So the second question. There you go. The second question. Second question is this. Second question. Would you take the penny doubled every day for the next 30 days or the million dollars? How many would take the penny? How many would go ahead and take the million dollars? Okay. All right. Because our tendency, let's take what I have right now. It's right in front of me. I'm going to grab it now and run and go. The tendency is to do that. But when you think about giving and the generosity of giving, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it takes a while. I want to... No, it takes a while to get the child grown to an adulthood. 
Yeah. Let's deal with these questions after the sermon, okay? Yeah. Gotcha. Right. I got you. You got it. All right. So let me show that next slide, Sam. So if you took the penny, on day two you'd have two cents. On day 15, now we're taking the penny, we're doubling it every day. You'd have 163.84. Go all the way down to day 30. How much do you have? Five million dollars. If you if you doubled a penny every day for thirty days, you have over five million dollars. So think about that. Think of the impact of a small gift and what difference it can make in someone's life. Wendy, Wendy, I need you not to interrupt, please. Please, thank you. Don't interrupt. We need to make sure that whatever we're giving, small, large, or whatever, God, God can take and multiply. He can do immeasurably more than we ever hope or ask because God can just do that. Can you imagine what He could do in 60 days? <laughs> if, that, if with that one penny that you invested, what He could do in 60 days. Because you never know what God's going to do with what little bit we might give. Whether it's time, talent, or even treasure, God can multiply those things and do marvelous things with them. We don't send a lot of money overseas to a missionary. We send some. But ours coupled with other churches and other individual giving make all the difference, say, in India. I'm anxious to see uh, and hear from A.J. about the prayers that were all sent up for that ministry last Sunday all over the world. You see, I think there will be a spiritual impact. We may not see it immediately, but it will come. So we need to work on that. We need to work on it and keep realizing that what I give can make a difference. Now, let's look at Matthew 6 there on your handout. Matthew 6, verses 19 through 20. Uh, comes from the Sermon on the Mount, uh, a portion of the Sermon on the Mount. And it starts out with Jesus saying, Don't store up treasures where? Where? On earth. Here, on earth. Don't store up treasures here, on earth, uh, where they can be eaten by moths and get rusty, and where thieves can break in and steal. Jesus jumps right on the point and He says, When it comes to your money... They, that money has no earthly purpose. That money should give you opportunity to do things for heaven. You got it? That's the principle that he's teaching. Well, but preacher, I don't have a lot to give. Give a penny. You never know what God can do with the penny. You never know. Somebody may come by and have a need. We have a penny. Somehow we've all, all of a sudden we've gotten ten. All of a sudden we've gotten twenty. You see what I'm saying? All of a sudden, things begin to happen. Uh, we've watched our church go through cycles here, in the finances especially. We're stronger right now to this day than we have ever been in my 23 years of being your pastor. Financially, we're stronger than we've ever been. How does that happen? People who have been willing to tithe and be consistent in that tithing. You got it? That's the key. And so we need to stay with that. Now let's jump down to verse 20. Store your treasures. Now, where are we supposed to store them? In heaven. Where they will never become moth-eaten or rusty. 
They're not going to get eaten away. They'll be safe. Thieves can't get them because Jesus is going to protect what we give so that it can be used in a greater kingdom way. Verse 21. Wherever your treasure is, your heart is there also. Wherever your treasure is, your heart is there also. Three lessons quick I want to teach you. Money is, first of all, a tool. Money is a tool. This will be one of the uh, clicks there, Sam. Money is a tool. We use it. Jesus uses it. God uses it. And it's to be used so that we can help others in their walk with God. Secondly, money is a test. It's the only it's the only thing that God puts in Scripture that He tells you and me to test Him in this. Test me. Give and test me. He said, buy the tithe. Bring the tithe into the storehouse and test me in this. It's all He said. It's only one. Because you see, what matters to God is the fact that we will pull this out and give it to Him. And trust Him. Now, are you supposed to just give everything you have? Well, yeah, ultimately. <laughs> but then he says, if you don't take care of your family, you're worse than an infidel. So it needs to be practical. See, God only asked for 10%. So how much is 10% of $5? Come on, math folks. 50 cents. See how it works? That leaves you how much money? $4.50. You can still get a Starbucks. Yeah. But you've done what God has asked you to do, and that 50 cents becomes holy money that God can do because you're storing it in heaven. Don't forget that. And then He tests us. But ultimately, money is a trust. Do we trust God enough to give our money to Him and let it go? There's the key. Do I trust Him enough? Because you see, He will bless, He will bless what we give. And when He blesses it, wow, does, do incredible things happen. So each week I've given you a disciple maker principle. Here's the one for this week. My consistent giving makes an eternal difference. The key in that statement is the word consistent. My consistent giving. Right now in our church, between 10 to 12 people, on a regular, consistent basis, give the money to the church. Where's the rest? You see, we've got to do a little more. We've got All of us have to do our part. And again, it may not be money, but it needs to be partially about the money, but it may be more in my time and my talents that I give. But my consistent giving makes an eternal difference. And that's what we need to understand. Just like the penny principle. Let it build. I'm going to give something. It may be small, but I'm going to watch God build it and watch God build it and watch God build it. If you're truly learning financial management, you'll take your 10% and tithe it to God, and then you'll take another 10% and save it. That's the principle that you want to get to. And then you want to go from a regular tither into a giver, and then from a giver into an extravagant giver. Ooh, man, that's where you want to get. 
That's the guy who's giving 90% and living on 10%. Oh, that can't be done. Well, ask Harlan Sanders of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Ask R.L. Letourneau of the college and uh, uh, oil industry down in East, East Texas. They'll tell you. How about J.C. Penney? He began to live on 90% and give 10%. Well, they had a whole bunch of money. I got you. But can you imagine a guy that's very wealthy giving 90% of it away? That's amazing. Stop and think about it. So that, that consistent giving is so very important to us. Okay? So what are ways that we can become difference makers with our generosity? Number one in your uh, handout there. Believe that God will bless my generosity. Believe it. Believe that God will do it. Because you never know what that seed money will do. You never know. Um, we were talking about different things at the car show to, to do. And uh, ultimately, it can become a nice fundraiser for us. Um, and uh, that would be an awesome piece to it. But it was just awesome to have people come on our property who normally would not have come to our church. Uh, people driving down the street saw the sign and uh, we'd call and uh, Aaron got a couple of calls. And one lady was real intent on what she was going to get, wasn't it? Or what gifts were going to be, you know, what prizes were given. And actually, he, he went out and got a prize just for her. I think he did. Uh, just to, If she brought her car, then he was going to just give her the gift. So here you get it. So that's awesome. That's awesome. But God will cycle blessings through your life. In Malachi, when he says to give, test me in this. When you give, he says, see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you. Now, the health and, the health and wealth guys tell you that it's going to be monetary, that God is going to give you a tenfold blessing in return. If you give him a hundred, he's going to give you a thousand back. That's not how that works. Because the blessings may not be measured monetarily, they may be measured in other ways. Your health... Or what Kim? You can't put a price on what Kim has experienced through his recovery. You can't put a price on it. You can't. You try, but you can't. And people are in amazement that he's that he's. They probably think, "Did you really have a stroke? Really? You had a stroke? Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you had a stroke. But look what God's done through the power of prayer. He says that it's through the power of prayer. I believe it, don't you? And that's the point of this. Believe. Believe that God will bless your generosity. As small as it may be, He'll still bless it. He'll still bless it. We have people who don't even tend here send money to our church every month. Why do they do that? Because they're waiting for God to bless. And He does. He does. These folks will tell me different times. One, one person gives $100 every month. That's all they have. And they bring it and they give it to us. And I think, wow, how awesome is that? And they come and just give us money. There's another couple that comes and uh, it's a gentleman. And he comes and he, he asks me, he says, what do the kids need? So I'll tell them. And he hands me the money to take care of it. We, we needed to raise money to feed the kids this summer during VBS and all that on Wednesday nights. He handed me all the money we needed to buy all the food that we needed to buy, feed them all summer long. Right there. 
he was with his son who had just gotten his graduation money, and he didn't have enough, so he made his son give him the rest, so he'd give me all of it. <laughs> you can see the boy pulling out, Dad, this is my money, you know. But what I loved is the boy didn't hesitate. He gave the money. So somebody's teaching a good principle in his life. Look at our verse, Acts twenty twenty five. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than what? To receive. So giving, giving is, brings so much blessing. That's what happens at Christmas, right? That's what happens at Christmas. The joy is in watching the faces of those who open the gifts. Now, when you were little and getting the gifts, your face was excited. They were looking at you. But now that you're on the back side of that, you see, whoo, how exciting. And really, there's a double blessing because you receive it and God pours it. It's a double blessing. So remember that. It's, it's an awesome uh, thing to see and to, to witness. Okay? Matthew 6.33. God will give you all that you need from, the day, from day to day if you live for Him and make the kingdom of God your primary concern. Focus on the kingdom. Focus on the kingdom. And you'll be amazed at what God will do. Okay? Um, now, I want us to get practical a little bit. In your bulletin is a bulletin... Uh, entry or, or insert, automate your giving at the rock. We're using the little acrostic ROC, the rock. You can, somebody say, well, where's Christian in that? It could be River Oaks Christian, it could be River Oaks Church, but River Oaks Christian is fine. But the rock is easy to remember. And so when I was talking to marketing people about what's a good way for them to know who your church is and remember it, he, they said the smallest way and if you can get them and they can draw your logo, you win. You drive around and you see Life Church has LC in the back windows of thousands of cars. Okay? It's going to prompt you to ask a question, what is LC, or you already know. See what I'm saying? So we're trying to develop that marketing strategy, so that's why that's there. But in this brochure, I lay out for you a way that you can automate your giving, and that helps you to be extremely consistent. Now, you may not be comfortable with this. That's fine. This is really something that younger uh, couples, younger people would really tune into. But it's for anyone. And so it gives you all the, all the information you need to begin to automate your giving, if that's a desire that you have. You may say, nope, I want to write a check, put it in an offering plate. Fantastic. You do that. We also have envelopes in the back, which I need to print up a few more, but we have envelopes in the back that allow you to give cash, but yet tell us who gave the cash so we can track that to give you an annual giving statement at the end of the year. So if you give cash, and some of you do, and many of you do, and that's awesome, if you, if you don't want credit for that, for the IRS, don't use the envelope. But if you do, use that envelope. Put your name on it so we know uh, who to credit that to. And that helps uh, Vanessa and Gary and the uh, finance team uh, take care of that and do it in the right way. But uh, we also have an online ability to give, and that's talked about in this brochure. You just go to our website, and there's a button at the top that says Give Now, and uh, then you'll just follow the prompts, and it'll take you. And it's very, very secure. Uh, you won't have to worry about that part. Uh, then we also have the opportunity, if you have a debit card and just want it swiped, we can do that too. Just check with Vanessa, and she can take care of you and get that done. So we want you to know that there's a lot of different ways that you can, can give. 
And you might say, well, preacher, why is that important? Why is giving weekly important? Look at our next verse in 1 Corinthians 16, verses 1 and 2. It says, now about the collection for God's people. On the, what? First day of the week. And for us, we consider that to be Sunday. On the first day of the week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income. That's what it says in verse 1 and 2 of chapter 16, 1 Corinthians. So we should consider on the first day of the week being ready to give something from our income to the Lord. But it says, consider, consider what you should do. It's not something you just haphazardly do. It's something you need to sit down and consider. You know, automation is something that many of us are dealing with. If you have insurance, oftentimes that's automated out of your uh, account. Uh, Netflix, uh, I know you you can criticize me all you want, but I need Netflix for my kids, for my grandkids. Because this has got unending uh, kid stuff for them to watch. Uh, I'm sure it's got other stuff that probably shouldn't ever watch anybody, but uh, it's there. So you see what I'm talking about. We automate some things in our life. You can automate giving to the church if you want to. So I just want you to be aware of that and, and, and so forth. Um, and so in this verse, it says, remember this. Remember this. And uh, also there's a, uh, uh, in our next verse, uh, 6 and 7, remember this. Whoever sows sparingly does what? Reaps sparingly. Whoever sows generously does what? Generously. You must each make up your own mind as to, well, there, there we go, that secretary of mine. As to how much you should give. Wow, or something like that. So make up your own mind as to how much you should give. So remember this. Consider it. That's what's important. And then don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. But God loves a person who gives. Or in other translations, God loves a cheerful giver. All right. You've got it. That's what I want you to, to, to bear in mind. So, I want you to think cheerfully how you can give. Plates have already been passed today. But the giving is never stopping. You can always write a check and hand it to, to the elders and we'll make sure that that gets taken care of for you. I always encourage people, if you can, to start at $25. It's a good place to start. It's a good starting spot. Because $25 can mean a lot to a family when you're trying to feed them. You know, if you're unemployed, uh, my father-in-law uh, taught me this lesson years ago. When he was 52 years old, he worked for a company for 26 years, and they let him go. Um, he was in Chicago. He, they moved him back to Tulsa, and they gave him a severance package, and so that was awesome. Don't always get that sometimes when you're when you're let go from a, 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 a business. But they gave him a severance package, and he went back home to Tulsa, came back to Tulsa, but he never stopped giving to the church. Even though his income, and he was the only uh, income bringer into the home, the, his, his wife, my, my, my mother-in-law, didn't do that, didn't work outside the home. He then, out of that money, continued to tithe, even though he knew that it was going to come, at some point, going to run out. But he never stopped tithing. A little bit later in the year, it wasn't, it wasn't just re- initially, but it took him a while, months, to find a job. And when he finally did, he still had money. He still had a way to go because he never stopped tithing. 
I just want to encourage you. I can't tell you enough how critical this is in your spiritual growth, in your spiritual development. That part of your life is so critical. But yet I also understand how money can be tight in your particular life situation. So that's why it says, consider this. Remember this. Test me in this. So just try. Just give it a shot. 2 Corinthians 8.7 But just as you excel in everything, in faith and speech and knowledge and in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel, what? In the grace of giving. Excel in that. Boy, we need to be excellers. Amen. <laughs> and, and jump beyond the, 10, uh, the 10% and move up as we can as God uh, uh, brings us. Okay? Uh, number three. I will celebrate... God using my generosity. Number two in your outline is automate weekly. Automate weekly. Number three, I celebrate God using my generosity. Second Corinthians 9. For God is the one who gives seed to the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, He will give you many opportunities to do good. And He will produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So the more you give, the more generosity He can bring into you so you can give more. The more blessings he gives into you so you can give more. Kim has a stronger testimony today than he did three months ago. Bryant has a stronger testimony than he does than he did a year ago. He's still with us. He's battling cancer, but he's still with us. So his testimony is look what God can do. Look what God can do. Alright? And uh, a great God will do great production in us and give us an opportunity to do more generosity as we learn to do that. And as you give to the church, you then will notice an eternal difference happening. More lives can be touched. More ways can be touched. But let's talk about a few of these. First of all, there's new believers. New believers uh, come to the Lord. We're working on getting new believers all the time. And we want to do our part to invite, encourage, and eventually baptize them into the Lord. It's very important that we be about that business of bringing them. Secondly, the money that we give to church then helps mature believers. It will help with resources. It will help with materials. It will help with staff to help people get more mature in their walk with God so that their believing becomes their life. Their life becomes who they are and what they are. We can also see uh, local church ministries affected by your giving at the local level, especially in the kids' ministries. Another way is through community ministries and and youth and children ministries. And we talked about that with our outreach ministries to the policemen. I run into the police and the fire guys that came to our first responders periodically around town, and they still thank me for that lunch that we did for them. Um, The car show. I've got to get down and talk to my neighbor now. He won the grand champion. Is that right? In his car? Wow. Well, he ought to do a kickback to the church or something on that. Yeah. I'll tell that to him. He'll he'll get a kick out of that. But our our youth and our our missions and our community ministry, these are all things that can happen because of our giving. And then the last one is that it will make us more like God. It will make us God, but it will make us more like Him. Because God is very benevolent, isn't He? If, If you don't think so, go look in the mirror. 
<laughs> He's very benevolent. He showers grace and mercy and forgiveness on us every day. If you're in a rocky marriage, He can, he can heal that marriage. If you're in a health crisis, He can heal that body. If you're in a financial strait, He will bring healing to that as well. No matter what you're facing, God can do it because He's a generous, gracious, and loving God. Amen? So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you um, to, uh, to consider doing more for God, especially in the area of your giving. Uh, our memory verse, uh, there on the back of your uh, handout. Uh, let's talk about that just for a second. Wherever your treasure is, there your heart and thoughts will be also. I believe that. Do you? Many of you are tithers. You know exactly what I'm, I'm... I'm preaching to the choir. But my appeal today is for you that maybe you've tried it, you've backed away from it, now you need to get back to it. Boy, there's a way that God can do a great thing in you if you'll let Him. And if, if you'll restore that. Remember Lindsay's testimony a year or two ago when she talked about the difference between when they stopped giving to when they restarted giving and the blessings that God poured out in their life? And they've never stopped since. So I want to encourage you about that. Uh, perhaps something today has triggered in you the generosity of God. He's given you salvation. He's given you hope. And you need to have that. And because He's given that to you, maybe you're now ready to return something to Him. Perhaps the most important thing you need to do is to give Him your life and your heart and to be saved. But will you take my $25 challenge? I don't know. But the treasurers will tell me. The finance team will let me know how many. They never tell me who it is, and I don't want to know who it is or amounts. I just want to know that someone is giving that didn't give. That's awesome. That's awesome. So will you be one of those? Will you take that challenge? Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for these that are here. I pray a blessing upon each one as they consider uh, their next step, as they consider how they might uh, grow in their giving that they might consider how they would uh, receive a challenge from you. Maybe it's just to become a believer for the very first time. Uh, maybe it's to start with $25 and to see what you're going to do with that. Uh, maybe they're going to start with a $5 bill or a $1 bill. Whatever it is, God, would you bless them and bring blessing upon their families. And Father, we love you. And we know that you love us. And we know that you care for us. And as we see you bless May we be humbled and watch those blessings flow. And God, if there's somebody here today, right now, that just needs to make a decision, would they? In your name we pray. Amen. Song of invitation. Let's stand to sing. Trust and obey.